did it uh, in spite of my own interest in the creature because it was the right thing to do for the zoo. Why? Because the gorilla is a marquee animal. Try as I might, Terry Maple can't make the orangutan more than it is. I'm going to try to make it as much as I can, uh, promote it every way I can. But it's a creature that hasn't yet captured the imagination of the public in the same way the gorilla has. Now, this could change. I would certainly hope that it would. I have often heard it said by people who work with orangutans, well, you know they're as smart as a five-year-old child or a four-year-old child, but how do you describe their intelligence? Well, it, it, you know, it, it, they're intelligent enough to get out easily, that, that's for sure. But I will tell you this, I believe that there is no organism on this planet that is capable of the uh, cognitive skills of this creature. It is the equal of anything else that lives with the exception of humans. At the National Zoo in Washington, D.C., a four-year-old orangutan named Kiko appears to be throwing a fit, bouncing around a plastic barrel that's bigger than he is. A visitor watching from the other side of a glass wall might easily conclude that Kiko's making trouble because he's bored in captivity. But zookeeper Melanie Bond explains that little Kiko is actually displaying quite natural orangutan behavior, which he's learned from his father. He's only four years old, but he's trying to do the vocalizing. He's making noise with the barrel. He's not as effective at it as his dad. But he, he knows all the components. He's putting it all together. So he's showing off. Yeah. You're, you're a little bit threatening and a little bit intimidating to him, and he's saying, hey, I may be little, but I'm a tough guy. Now he's carrying the barrel up, and he's going to bang it on the mesh, which makes more noise. The wild orangutan equivalent of this behavior is called snag crashing and they'll find a, a branch or a dead tree and push it over, make as much noise as possible. Now Bonnie's sweeping. She's got a handful of hay and she's cleaning out the pool. She's mimicking behavior that she's seen us do. Watching orangutans as a zoo visitor, it's hard to understand just how clever they are. But as I visit behind the scenes in the zookeeper's area with Melanie Bond, I'm seeing these animals as individuals with personalities and attitudes. The wary orangutans are spitting. They hang onto the wire mesh above my head and let it fly. Because my microphone is on a boom, Melanie explains, they suspect that I'm a veterinarian who's come to give injections with a pole. But other orangutans come directly over to see me unafraid. They stare boldly like children. Bonnie, the one who was sweeping earlier, walks toward me in an exaggerated waddle, her arms extended straight up for balance, and she looks directly into my face, demanding attention. Her eyes are round and brown like mine. Her long red hairy arm reaches out to me. The fingers are dark brown and leathery, twice the length of mine. The fingernails are like mine, too, only black. She wants to play, and she wants to touch my microphone. That's only a microphone. It's not a threatening thing. Nina's a nice person. She's not a vet. She doesn't want to see your foot. Make a kiss. 
eyes move searchingly from Melanie to me. Her face is brown, and when she blinks, her eyelids are white. Her presence is shockingly human. I want her to speak to me. Show us what a noisy food celery is, Bonnie. 